Hey, life insurance agents, you're listening to the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast, where we provide the tools to help you grow a more profitable life insurance business by selling online and over the phone from anywhere with an internet connection. Even if you're alone in your quest to build your life insurance business, just know that there's a community of life insurance agents at SellTermLife.com, connecting and helping each other grow their businesses from home offices, coffee shops, and beaches all across the nation. Welcome to episode number 37 of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Root, and today we'll be speaking with the president and COO of Sagicor Life Insurance about his company, and then we'll tap into his insights on where he thinks the non-med life insurance marketplace is going, and just talk no medical exam life insurance in general. If you're not familiar with Sagicor Life Insurance, they're one of the best non-med life insurance companies to ride at the moment, and our agency's favorite non-med carrier. And that's for so many reasons that we'll discuss in this podcast episode. But first, if you like what you hear and are listening in iTunes or Stitcher, please leave us a review. And if you have any questions or would like a, f- a topic covered on a future podcast, please use the send voicemail tab over at selltermlife.com. All right. So today we have Bart Catmull, president of Sagicor Life Insurance. Bart's been with Sagicor since 1999 and in my opinion, is leading one of the more progressive life insurance companies, and we'll dig into that today. All right, welcome to the podcast, Bart. Glad to be here, Jeff. All right, so let's kick this thing off by telling us a little bit about your background at Sagicor. And I, from what I've read, I've seen you've had a few positions there before becoming president and COO, right? That's correct. I actually, I've been with the the company since 1999. At that point in time, it was under a different brand. And in 2005, it was acquired by Sagicor Financial Corp, which is a Barbadian life insurance company that's been around since the 1840s. So has a, a wealth of history in, in being with, you know, with supporting friends and family. I started out as the chief financial officer mm-hmm. and held that position until 2002. Six, which time I became the chief operating officer and then have held that position and title until today. I became the president last year, I guess. Is that right? <laughs> think about that one. Maybe it's been two years now. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. And uh, we're actually, and, and so it's been a great experience with me. I love the company. Have, uh, seen ups and downs with the economy and the world in general, but uh, have we've weathered the storm and, and are growing dramatically. Awesome. Well, well, we love the company too. And I'm, you know, I'm glad to have you on here and I've made it known that I'm a, I'm a huge Sagicor fan, you know, and in our private community and one of our most popular threads is our Sagicor thread with agents sharing their experiences. And the reason, you know, we're, Writing so much Sagicor business is, you know, you guys have such a well-priced non-med product and easy application, fast decision times, which in most times is instant. And you have a non-med GUL to top it all off. So, you know, you guys make it really easy to send you business. And the non-med market has been so stagnant for so long. And you guys, in my opinion, at the moment are tops in the non-med market. So what do you see as Sagicor's biggest strengths in the market right now? Well, I think that it it flows from our beliefs, and it's important to understand if somebody doesn't understand why they do something, 
then they're not going to do it very well. Mm -hmm. So it all stems from our belief that we're here to serve our friends and family and neighbors. We're here to make things simple and straightforward, and we're all about long-term solutions. So as we looked at the marketplace, we felt that one of the areas that we could really have a major impact in the lives of our, our friends and family and neighbors was on those lower face amounts. And when I say lower, it's, I mean, we go up on the term, we go to, to $400,000 and on the guaranteed UL, it's 250. So it's, it's not that low, but we really wanted to make a difference there. We know that we all want to, to have in this day and age, instantaneous, <laughs> almost instantaneous results. Mm-hmm. And so, and it didn't make sense for us in those, at that level, why someone should have to wait around, you know, six weeks for a decision. We live in a, in a day and age when there are significant amounts of technology and information available to make decisions that, uh, that you shouldn't have to wait that long. So we took a platform that we had internally mm-hmm. and looked around for partners that on the vendor, on the technology side that had similar philosophies as us. And we said, listen, let's make a change here. Our goal was to have everyone have the advantage of having our best underwriter on their best day, 24 mm-hmm. seven. And so we, that's what we set out to do. When we talk about non-med, you know, we wanted to do something different that I believe the questions that we ask, the information that we, we get, whether it be from a potential policyholder or from outside sources, provides us with the information that we need to make a very knowledgeable decision in a few minutes, it can be as, as quick as a few seconds, but, but definitely within a few minutes, we can make that decision and give that policyholder the peace of mind that if they have done everything that uh, they've been asked to do and have been truthful in their, in their responses and, you know, pay their, their premium, that they're going to have a policy in place within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, you know, it'll be in place and, and they'll be covered and their family will be protected and it just takes one thing off their table that they have to worry about. Yeah, and the way you guys do that too is so seamless. And one of the biggest strengths that, that I see with your product is you have different health classifications, you know, preferred, standard, and rated pricing options on your non-med term. That is huge because you can take a wide range of people and be competitive in di- different situations. Exactly. Well, as you look out there, and the, the industry statistics tell us that most of the life insurance that general public has, it comes from their, from their employer. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they've got a, a group policy that, they, that their employer has just given them. And that's great, except that all of those group policies are taking into account that there's healthy and unhealthy people, and they're mixing that rate. And so they're, while it's easy... The employee didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to, you know, have any picks or, or prods or anything that, that they needed to do. It can be expensive. It's kind of a, a stealth expense, but it, it's expensive. And what we wanted to do was provide them with quality coverage, great benefits, and 
come as close as we could to the ability to basically a fully a pricing of a fully underwritten product without the expense of incurring, you know, to go out and, and do the, the medical exams and, and, yeah. and all that. So that's what we, we set out to do. That was the, the direction that I gave the underwriters and the actuaries is, okay, figure this out. And it allows us, what they've done, I think, is great in that it allows us to, you know, if somebody's got great help, they're going to get a great rate. Mm-hmm. If somebody is a little, uh, you know, they've got a few issues in, in their health, you know, health-wise, well, they're, they're still going to get a good rate, and they're going to get an answer real quick. And so, you know, that, that, that's an added benefit to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the, the no exam life insurance, you know, market took a step back from what was available to agents four to five years ago until you guys came in. You know, we had HSBC go all the way up to 500000 with an instant decision, and consumers could apply online without an agent. And same thing with RBC Liberty Life, except they had a 250 k cap. So I guess my question for you is, I know you guys are doing this right now, but why aren't we seeing these types of products on the market right now? Well, I think that, well, one reason why is from a reinsurance standpoint, the reinsurers are just getting up to speed. So pricing of the products is, is always an issue. The technology is just coming into play. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to have companies who are willing to be innovative to look out there and look at information in a different way, work with partners who, you know, some of the partners we worked with in developing this were just starting out. We saw the, the benefit and the, the expertise that they had in their platforms that made us excited and said, hey, you know what, we'll take a chance with you. We'll work on this together and, and come to a, a common solution. I also think that it takes individuals who are knowledgeable on technology as well. I fully expect that, yes, the marketplace is going to grow in this area Mm -hmm. because every day new technologies come into play that allow us as an insurance company to analyze risk better, which then provides the opportunity for us to provide that benefit to, to policyholders in providing improved products at better rates. Awesome. Where do you see no exam life insurance going next? You guys have already implemented this technology, lots of new technologies coming out. What's next? I, I think uh, there'll be uses in expanding the product line for products that maybe in the past didn't lend themselves as easily to, to the, the no exam basis. I think that over time, we'll be able to provide this service at higher issue ages. Older issue ages, I guess is what I should say, because, I mean, right now the technology is so new and, and things are working that we have to keep some limits on it to be able to understand the risk and ensure that we uh, have properly reflected it. Mm-hmm. I think the next step will be that fully automated experience where it makes it seamless and that policyholder can can receive all their information on a, you know, electronically. I think a perfect example is on the property and casualty side, you know, I don't get a a hard copy of my policy anymore. And 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 most of everything I do is all electronic. I think that we're the life insurance industry is probably a 
a few years behind the property and casualty side, but we're getting there. Yeah. Do you see Sagicor ever, you know, plan to have a consumer facing web application that agents like myself or anybody listening to this podcast can market where consumers can apply online themselves? You know, we've been discussing that with our agency force and looking at doing that. Yeah, I, I expect that that's where everything's going. I mean, you know, if everything's an app now. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, and so at some point we have to get there. The key is, is that life insurance is still one of those things that is, is normally not bought. It is sold. It, there is a discussion that has to happen to and people still feel very comfortable and, and need to have those discussions with someone that they feel comfortable with to kind of validate that, yeah, they've got the right amount of coverage. You know, right. we, once again, on the property casualty side, you know that the state is mandated. You have to have this, at least this. Right. And we don't have that in the life insurance side. And so for the most part, someone needs to, to talk to someone and say, hey, I'm thinking about this. Is that enough? Do I need more? Do I need less? What do you think? And so while there are some that are moving to it and say, hey, you know, I feel comfortable making the whole decision. For the most part, there, there needs to be that interaction with an agent at some point in the process. Right. And so then determining how you reflect that in, in a forward consumer-facing application has its technical challenges that we, wanna, that we need to work through. To, to make sure that that person who's helping that individual along gets that credit. Gotcha. Understandable. So anything on the horizon for Sagicor at the moment? I know we talked about where we see no exam life insurance going next, but for Sagicor specifically, anything coming up? You know, we've got some, uh, we'll, we're going to have some announcements here at the uh, next month in regards to new product offerings okay. on our Accelerating platform. So we're excited about that. Awesome. We'll have some additional ones early in 2015. We're not going to sit on our laurels. We are pushing the forward, not only on the technology side, but then on the underwriting side as well and the rules that support it and, and ensuring that we're staying on the, on the cutting edge of what's out there and available to us. Where do you see room for improvement technology-wise in our industry right now? Number one is making it easier for the policyholder to to take care of to get their application in to mm -hmm. complete the application. To it, there's still room for improvement even in our system in regards to the questions that are asked and and the information that is reviewed. I think that there are huge opportunities on linking the underwriting decisions with the, the medical information that is available online or, you know, electronically. Huh. And I mean, we're doing some of that now. I mean, Accelerating is a prime example of what I consider the first stage. And, and then the next, there's some steps that are going to happen that will move this thing forward by leaps and bounds. When you, when you look at where we are, I expect when you look where the industry is today and compare it in five years, you'll say, you know, what was going on? Why were you doing it like that back then? Well, we will have changed our direction. Yeah. I know those improvements in technology will be well received because I mean, just looking at the statistics and I'm, I'm sure you know this too. I mean, Limmer and the Life Foundation, you know, I think last year did a study that found that over 50% of consumers that purchased life insurance in their survey went online 
with these non-med products, it just makes it you know easier. They're looking for these types of things now. And so as technology grows, I think the life insurance companies that are the most progressive are, are going to win a lot more, a lot more of those uh, cases. I look back and I, and I bought my first whole life policy when I was 23. And once again, it, it went to, uh, you know, I was expecting, we were expecting our first child. And so once again, everyone knows, or, you know, most insurance, life insurance is, is purchased because of a, some type of change in your life. Mm-hmm. Marriage, somebody passes away who was close to you. You see what the impact was. You have a birth in the family, whatever it may be, but that's what causes people to do that. We do need to do a better job at, as an industry and as individual companies in ensuring that the message is out there. So when they are looking for, they have that event and they go out to the internet to look, to try to find an answer to that problem that they have, our solutions come up and it's easy for them to, to read and understand, to, to look at it. I, you know, one of the changes that is occurring now and will continue to occur and gain more and more traction is the whole video concept. I have half of my kids like to read and the other half disdain it immensely. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and I was with my son the other day and, and he was working on a, on a go-kart we had. And I said, well, you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to fix that? And he goes, I don't know. I'm going to go out to YouTube and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that mentality. And we can't, we can't fight that. We, uh, well, the companies that fight that are, are going to no longer be in business. And as an industry, if we fight that, we will, we will become very non-relevant yeah. uh, real quick. So we've got to, we've got to step up and, and ensure that they get what they need. Absolutely. We're coming up on the end here. Bart, just want to thank you for, you know, taking the time to join us in the podcast and share, you know, all these insights. This is really a really good look into, you know, some of our favorite products. What really is pushing the industry forward technology-wise is these non-med companies like yourself and, you know, just using the technology that is really, like you said, you know, a few years behind some of the other insurance industries out there. So I think the other thing, Jeff, one of the things that we're really looking to is the ability to not just be a, a non-med company mm-hmm. or not be just an annuity company, but to use the technologies to provide quality at all levels. So if you need a, if you need a fully underwritten product, you know, you, you find somebody who needs a $2 million policy. Well, we want to use these technologies that are being perfected in the non-med area to be able to move those to those fully underwritten arenas to provide quality products at good, fair prices at in a time horizon that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. once again, a fully underwritten product, it doesn't make sense in today's world to, to have that take six to eight weeks to, to issue. Yeah. And, totally agree. And so that's where we're as a company, you know, we feel like we're not just a non-med company. It's not just about accelerating. It's not just about our annuity products that we have. It's we want to provide that full suite of, of products. So yeah, maybe they maybe this individual started with us as 
you know, they bought a, a, a simple term product that they needed it when they were in their 20s. But as they move along, they're going to need to grow. And we're going to continue to provide that simple, straightforward solution at every age and every need that they have so that as an, an agent, you'll feel comfortable recommending them to us. Are we always going to be the cheapest? No. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you that we'll always provide that quick, quality service, that smile over the phone that you know you can feel comfortable with and providing your, you know, that recommendation to your friend and family. Right. And, and that would be hugely well received in our, you know, in the agent community. That, you know, like you said, that six to eight weeks, that needs to be worked on. You know, I can't wait to hear more about this and, and see what you guys do in the future. We'll definitely be looking for, for those things coming from us uh, here in the, in the coming uh, months and, and in the coming years as awesome. we move this technology forward. Awesome. Well, I know myself and most of our audience really appreciate, you know, sharing your insights and, and everything that you're doing over there at Sagicor. And, you know, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Appreciate it, Jeff. Anytime. And now for a peek into our community of life insurance agents over at SellTermLife.com, here are some of this week's hot topics. Some of the community action this week involved a few great opportunities for agents just making the move to selling remotely. So a few examples. There was a starter website for sale at a ridiculously low price that was already generating leads. So an agent within our community decided to focus on his two core websites and gave an agent the opportunity to purchase a site that he had been ignoring for a while, which is a great asset for any new agent at a price most agents could afford. And the website went quick. So another example is I personally hired several full-time agents from the community who are writing several applications per day now. You know, my offer will be live on SellTermLife.com in the future, but for now, the community is providing me with enough talent to work as many leads as they can possibly handle. And this is a great opportunity because this is how I started out. So learning the systems, getting the, the experience of working 25 plus new leads per day, you know, just to learn how to sell online and get comfortable with selling over the phone. So this will be a great launch pad for a few agents in the community that are just kind of making the move from selling face-to-face to selling remotely. And there was also a topic on optimizing for impact. In other words, agents spend so much time on building a beautiful website or writing a great article, but not enough time on optimizing their website or content to get people to request quotes from you or to contact you. So we talk about best practices to do this. We also discuss why many agents are focusing on content marketing and SEO as a foundation for their business, but not solely their whole business. To join the conversation and discover how you can use modern techniques to sell more life insurance, work more efficiently, and on your own terms, head over to selltermlife.com. We'll see you back next Thursday morning for another value-packed episode of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast.